Now on BBC Radio 4, award-winning documentarian Sir Michael Scarborough Price presents Wisdom of the Aged. The Care Quality Commission last April installed recording devices in selected residential care homes. Whilst initially unaware they were being recorded, two very unique residents have subsequently agreed to the release of their candid, poignant and often spirited conversations. Take my hand and we'll make it our swear. Elspeth? Hello? It's Dot. Oh, come on in, love. Hello, Hello, Possum. You alright? Yes, I'm very well today. How are you? I was talking to a man in the supermarket the other day and he said I have nice eyes. Yes, nice eyes. Nice eyes. Nice eyes, nice yeah. eyes. What accent did he have, love? Is he South African at all? No, he said I had nice eyes, like that. Come up to you and say, you've got a nice, nice eyes, nice eyes. Did he say that? No, he didn't. I know what you're getting at, I'm not stupid. I'm not saying you're stupid, love, but sometimes you can misinterpret an accent. I've had lots of people compliment my eyes as well. No? You haven't even got one left, have you? Well, it's not what it used to be, but, you know, it does the job. Not when you used to be a model. Yes. Did you used to do, what What exercise did you used to do to keep yourself in, you know? Well, the best possible exercise for me is called um, Tibetan rites, or Tibetan rites, depends on what you, you know, how you pronounce things. And uh, it's a series of five exercises done 21 times. You can knock it off in about 10 minutes. Works on your flexibility, your core strength. Um, and uh, it's very youthifying. And how old are you now? 87. Mm. And do you still do it? Well, I, no, I, no, I don't have much need to do it now because I don't have to keep my body in tip-top shape and kind well, of... Well, because you don't go anywhere. I'm in God's waiting room, love. Don't say that. Who would you go to the cinema with, anyway? Who? Yeah. Harold. Harold? Yes. I didn't know you were still knocking about with him. Well, you know, he, he learned his lesson and I, I told him exactly what I was prepared to do and what, what I wasn't prepared to do. And he accepted that. He wrote me a letter... And he said, he said, I, in no way did I want to push you further than you were comfortable in, in the relationship. And I apologise and I've taken the toys away now. And, you know, that's that. I didn't realise you were in a relationship. I thought you were just, you know, companions knocking about and that. Well, and that's what I thought as well. You're carrying on with him, are you? No, he started to push things. He pushed his luck a couple of times with me. Oh dear. Yes. And I'm not interested in that kind of thing anymore, but, you know, he had to take all sorts of tablets to preparation and things like that. And I think, I think, you know, if your body's not up for it, excuse the pun, 
and you know nature can take its course well i mean i know where you're coming from but <coughs> in, in another way it's uh it's something to be proud of isn't it that you you're still desirable at 87 i mean that's good going isn't it is it mm. oh. I, I thought i thought you uh I thought you were still quite active, love. No, I'm not. Right. So, oh. did he try anything on in the cinema, or is he? He put his arm around me you? during one of the scary bits when Tom Cruise was going backwards in the BMW M3 over the stairs, and I, I went, "Ooh!" And he took that opportunity. He thought he thought he might, you know, do the old. Oh, let me comfort her and put my arm around her and cop a feel. But I knew exactly what he was doing. He knows He knows the line now. Well, that's good. Yes. It's never nice when you're in this situation where, you know, you just want to have a nice relaxing time, but you're worried that someone's, you know, <coughs> got other motives and that. Yes, that's right. We went for a cinnamon swirl after, after that at uh, the Starbucks. But... Um, you know, What's a cinnamon swirl? What? What's a cinnamon swirl? Well, that's exactly what it says on the tin, love. Well, I know what flavour it is then, cinnamon, but what's the swirl? Is it a drink? Is it a bun? It's a bun. A bun. It's a bun. All right. Yes, well, no, it's a cinnamon swirl and it's a giant bloody thing. It weighs half a, half a kilo like a brick. So it took us a while to get through that, but I think Harold was grateful of that because... He, he could he could sit there and just have a good gawk at me. So you shared one, did you? No, I had one, and he had a poppy seed lemon uh, iced iced muffin thing. All oh, right. I told him I told him what to have because he's got this little he's got this little muffin top himself, actually, Harold. And uh, you know, if I'm going to be seen in public with a man, I don't want him to be letting himself go too much, you know. Fair enough. What's your um? What would your son think? Do you think if you were to have another man on the scene? I mean, not another man, but you know, what would your son think if you had a man on the scene? Well, I, I don't really care. What, what do you mean, another man on the scene? My husband's been dead for decades. Well, I know, but you know, how would it, how would he react if you if you said, "Oh, Harold's my new squeeze." I won't ever have a new squeeze. My husband's gone and that's it. That's that. That's the end of the story. But I'm certainly allowed to go out with a, a gentleman caller for a, a movie or something like that. It's, it's, I'm not interested in getting into another relationship. It's too complicated. And I end up, I'm going to have to sit there and, you know, feed him and things like that. And, oh, have you taken your tablets? And, oh, pull your pants up. And, oh, no, you've got a stain gonna, on the back there. And You're not going to get that now that you're living here, are you? So... You wouldn't need to worry about that, but I know what you mean about looking after someone and, you know, you don't want to sign up for that, do you? No, the responsibility is too great. I've had, I've done all that and I just can't stomach it anymore, you know? But, you know, looking after someone aside, would you like to be with someone? Would you like to be growing old with, well, I mean, you are old, but would you like to have someone in your life? Someone in my life. Harold. Yes, there's Harold. There's you. There's Caroline. 
I've got my son and, you know, my, my grandchildren. And you don't see them that often, though, do you? Yes, well, as often as... You, well, the thing that you don't understand, Dot, is that he's very high up. No, I know that. And he's got lots and lots of responsibility and he comes as often as he can. So that's that and I won't, don't particularly want to talk about it anymore if you don't mind. All right, that's fine. You, you, yeah, crack on. What would you like to talk about instead? Well, let's talk about your last workshop. What the hell have you been doing with those stupid bloody mystery workshop things that you've... They're not stupid. I don't tell you that your Tom Cruise is stupid, do I? I say, oh, she's gone to cinema, she wants to see whatever she wants to see, and I don't, you know... The reason you don't tell me Tom Cruise is stupid is because Tom Cruise is the biggest movie star in the world, the highest grossing star of all time. He is lovely and wonderful and sexy and, and a beautiful man, and I'll thank you to not even suggest that he's stupid, because if you think he's stupid, then you're stupid. Well, I didn't even say he was stupid, did I? So who's stupid now? I you said he wasn't. implied. No, I didn't. I said I don't tell you. I don't tell, tell you that your Tom Cruise is stupid. Yeah, exactly. I don't tell you he's stupid because I don't think he's stupid. I couldn't give a flying hoot. Well, just put your manners back I'm just back saying, in. You, you know, you go to the cinema and you do what you want to do and I don't tell you it's, you know, weird or All right, whatever. let's get back to the conversation. Tell yeah. me what you've been doing. It's just stupid bloody... Mystery tour. I'm just going to ignore that because you know you drop so many of those in now. I'm just what's the point? Anyway, floristry is what we did. Floristry? Yeah. Floristry? Yeah, flowers. Oh, right. Okay. And when, what do they get you to do? Do they just you sit there and watch someone cut flowers to death? No, we had all um, different things. There were three different things that you could do. And they sort of put you in groups, you know, like got a huddle of you and like A, B, C, and you were all in a group together. Right. So like some of us were doing a wreath. Well, we're all doing our own wreath, but we were in the wreath group. Anyway, look, what were the three groups they put you in again? A, B and C. Right. And who, who took the class? Some bloke from the flower shop and his mum. Did he have a beard? Uh, no. Had Long hair or short hair? Had, like, short, messy ginger hair. His na what was his name? I think it was, like, Chris or Steve or something, and his mum was called Fran. She had quite oh, big, yes. big ginger hair. He lives know. with her, doesn't he? I don't know, but they run the... He looks like the kind. They run the flower shop together, and they had their little padded jackets on, and, you know... Oh. They look the, you know, they look the business, they look the part... But it's just about the businesses in the in the village. They've just got little workshops going from each one. I wonder. I mean, actually, I could probably guess what were next, couldn't I? Because of the shops we've got, like we've got the butchers, so we might yes. be doing butchery next. Butchery, yes. They'll probably bring in a sow for you to slaughter, give you a penknife, and say, "Go to her." You'll have to jump on her. You'll probably find it quite quite stimulating. Oh, look out. It's yawning at me. I'm not yawning. Is it was a smile. That, love? No. If that's your smile, then no wonder well, you're like a little short Well, I'd like at least a bloody smile, love. What? I can't remember the last time you bloody smiled. I smile all the bloody time. Mm. 
Well, when I'm here. What? Well, I won't. Draw that to its logical conclusion, then, Dot. <laughs> Why didn't you draw this to its logical conclusion? <gasps> Don't you dare make that bloody awful... What are you, 12? My God, woman. Younger than you. It's disgusting. Hey, would you like a McVitie's? I've got a single McVitie's in my bag here. Yeah, I would, actually. All right, I'll grab one out for you. You know <laughs> me, I'll eat anything. This one's a lemon cheese cream cream cake, whatever it is. There you go. I think I like these. Get that into you. No. What are you looking at the ingredients for? You know you're going to eat it. Oh, I better check the ingredients. Made with love <laughs> and care. Jesus. Made with love and care by the McVitie's Corporation. I do like McVitie's. They're the number one biscuit manufacturer as far as I'm concerned. It always will be. I hate those Twixers. Why? Oh, the stupid bloody ad they've got on TV for Twix. Oh, that it's two different factories. Yes, you know. Oh, one of them puts caramel on biscuit and the other one puts biscuit under caramel. What a load of shit. Makes me so cross. I've tasted them four or five times now. They're exactly the bloody same. Did you think they were going to be different? Did you not see... Yes, because so, they said they're two factories. They make them in two different places. Oh, God. But it's, you know, it's tongue-in-cheek, isn't it? What do you mean? Well, they're just being playful. They're two brothers, and they had an argument long ago. Oh, it's not real, they, though, is it? Well, I've seen the factories. They've got them on the advertisement. One's on the left and one's on the right. You'll swallow anything. What does that supposed to mean? Well, you know, you, it's television. It's television. They don't do... It's like we were saying the other day about Gordon Ramsay. They try and make him all angry. They probably make sure he has a really bad morning so that he's all angry for the filming. Gordon you know, Ramsay? They make it all up. Who's Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay, the nightmares man, the oh. chef. Yes, I like him. I think they give him a bad day so that he goes mental and... Um, you know, they do they do all the lying on TV, like with the models that you watch. I bet they do some, you know, like... You, you told me once that they didn't give them all a bed to sleep in. I mean, that's not going to be good for the next day, is it? You think, well, slept on floor all night, bloody knackered. You know what they used to do to greyhounds? What? In the races? What? My, my father used to have greyhounds and he used to race them. And what he would do before the race is he would... He would lick his finger, and he would bring along a little, a little tin of cayenne pepper, and he would lick his finger and put it into the cayenne pepper, swirl it round, and then just as the dogs were about to go, they would drop the gate and they'd run after the mechanical rabbit. He'd stick his finger in its anus, and I think that's probably what they do on reality TV. Is that to make them like run away from the fiery sensation? Yes. That's ridiculous. Why wouldn't you just smear some meat on the mechanical rabbit? Well, they're already after the rabbit. You could... Look, the, there's a principle of, of motivation that you may not be familiar with. What, having your arse on fire? No, I don't think that's one of them. The principle of motivation is they call it the carrot and the stick metaphor. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I haven't heard of the pepper and the arsehole, have I? Well, no, it, it's a, the, the, the pepper in the arsehole is to get it to run away from what it thinks is coming behind it. Well, how can it burning. think it's coming behind it when it's actually inside it? 
Well, it's on. It's the. It's on. It's just. He used to just rub it around the outside of the, the sphincter area, so it would burn, and the dog would think something's burning it from behind and be more motivated to run, and then it would run also after the rabbit. So the rabbit constitutes the the carrot, and the stick is the cayenne pepper in its asshole. What's what? I don't see what's so notable about that that you don't understand. Well, no, I understand it. It's just, you know, it's just cruel. I heard that uh, people, when they first invented it, they said that there was a spike in the greyhound little, in the little, you know, in the cage before they they get let out. Yes. Uh, they they used to say that there were a spike that used to jab them in the haunch before they go. No, that's So they'd that's open the door rubbish. and then they'd go, a spike up, you know, up your no, what's it, and then they'd start running. The dogs. And obviously the rabbit, like you say, is the incentive as well. So, But no, they didn't, you know, that was just a rumour that people used to say, oh, there's a spike in there, but it wasn't ever true. No, of course it's not true. What They do that with the bulls. They do that with the bulls. They electrocute them and they poke them, and, which I think is disgusting. What, with in the ring? Yes, the bloody Spaniards. With this stupid bloody tradition of... I've never been to one. I mean, I've been to Spain a couple of times in my life, and, yes. you know, it's always quite... It's the cities that I've been to, and there'll oh. always be a bullfight going on. Ugh. But I've never actually been. Have you been to one? Yes, I was I was there in the 60s. My what husband was it like? and I took a, a combi van around Europe, and we spent some time in Spain. And I tell you what, it, it's it's macabre, it's disgusting, it turns my stomach... No bloody bull wants to be in that ring. Mm. And they put it in there and they, they make it very, very angry and they send it out only to be slaughtered very slowly and cruelly. And what did you say they do? They electrocute them and they what? There's something they else. stick a red-hot poker into it. Mm. And I love it. You know what? I, I get on the YouTube sometimes and I, I type in something like Matador gored to death. And I watch that and I laugh and laugh and laugh. I love it when the bull gores someone to death. You know how they have the horns, they lift him up by his groin, you know, stick him in the perineum or something. Oh, I love that. I I drag the little marker back and I watch it over and over again. Well, that's a bit dodgy, isn't it? I mean, no one wants to see that, do they? All the crowd there are like, oh, yes, the bull's slowly dying and being... Being, you know, having swords put through its shoulder blades. I just and is it quite popular? Like, do they? They must still get yes. the crowds, otherwise yes, they wouldn't they, do it. They do because everyone thinks, oh, it's tradition. You know, it's all right. Well, so was bloody witch burning. We don't do that anymore. Makes me sick. But you still watch it on YouTube. I watch. It, I I told you I watch it when a matador is hurt or burnt. You know, gored to death, and I love that. What about hanging? Would you watch a hanging? Well, I think a, I would. A human? Yeah. Oh, don't tell me you're one of those people that believe in the death penalty. No, I don't believe in it. I just think there's something about it that's a bit sort of fascinating, you know. What's fascinating about someone hanging by their neck until they're dead? Well, you can't see their face, can you? And if it was someone like that, you know, think of someone in your life that's done something really... Or not in your life necessarily, but someone in, you know, in the public eye. 
that's done something, you know, really. Yes, really someone, some someone who's committed atrocities like um, that, Katie Hopkins. Well, I don't know. I don't know about her, but you know, someone is like, well, I won't say it. Or we won't. We won't get macabre. But I'm just saying, and watch. It's a silent hour, love. I don't really care, but um, yeah, care. I think it's interesting. I'm not saying bring back the death penalty. I just think, I think you'd be surprised at how many people would go and watch it. Well, there's those bloody YouTube videos with the terrorists and the. Well, you know, it's different from the guillotine. I couldn't watch that. No, couldn't watch that. But you would watch a hanging. No, I, I, maybe I've phrased it wrongly. What I'm saying is, I could, I could, I would consider going. Out of curiosity, Don't you know, like you with your videos and that, I could, I could imagine maybe considering going, and then afterwards I'd feel a bit like. Mm. You're the kind of person that would probably have been recruited by the CIA and kept in a laboratory, and they pump you full of drugs, and they say, they say, will you commit to this program? And they put someone with a sack on their head in the corner and give you a shotgun, and they say, for you to qualify to, to join our program, you have to shoot that person. And you go, who is it? And they, do, they go, don't worry about that. And you go, oh, I'm a little bit fascinated by this. And you load the shotgun, and then you blow their bloody head off, and you don't know why. I'm quite a good shot. I went clear pigeon shooting a few times. I'm quite good at that. But I, I imagine what you're telling me is like point blank range. Well, so they're sitting in the corner, worry. maybe three or four metres, like in this room, if we had Maud sitting over in the corner there, and you'd discovered that she'd, you know cracked the side of your bed off or something like that and then just got a bit of super glue and pushed it back on. Yeah. Well, if she'd fixed it, I don't mind. What happened to your Julie and your figurine, did you? What do you mean, what happened? You know what happened. Why did are you, you bringing it up again? You're just you going to upset me. Did you confront her then, no? No, I didn't confront her because I'm not that kind of person. Where was it? Well, bloody hell with me. That surprises me. I thought a lot about what I might do to her and... Um, She's very proud of her technology, you know. She's just got a new iPhone 6. All right. And uh, so I waited. I waited until she had got into the shower and I, I timed it. I had a stopwatch for about a week and I timed how many how many minutes she spent on the toilet and in the that's shower. Yeah, so I went in there and I spilt some hair dye and uh, some silver toner which is kind of purple, on the on the floor, and I pushed it into the grout, and I knew she'd been in there for a good few minutes. I got one of my pointy diamond rings, and, and I went into her bag, and I pulled out her new iPhone 6. And did you get it back into her handbag in time? Yes, yes. I'd coordinated the whole thing. Bloody sounds like it. Blimey, I know not to cross you. Well, you know, it, it was just the malicious way she... she um, she looked at me in the reflection, you know. She looked behind my back and she ruined my figurine. And then she just put the evidence in the bin and that's deceit and I won't have it. Can I hear that thumping again? Yes, I know, it's upstairs. It's probably Harold with another woman. All by himself. 
Anyway, yes, I ruined her, her iPhone 6. Uh, I just put it back in the case. And, uh, you know, she cleans 30 or 40 places a day, so she won't be any the wiser by the time she looks at her phone next how that happened. It'll teach you a lesson, though. I keyed her car as well. <laughs> <laughs>